0: hey everybody welcome to the blossoming britney podcast this is episode number 10 dun, dun, dun. i'm really super duper excited about um this episode and i'm sure i'll say that about every episode but i'm really excited about this one because i actually have my first podcast guest Um, And I will introduce him in a little bit, but before I get into that, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I don't know how you found it, if you found it on the blog or um, through social media or if one of your amazing friends sent you a link, but either way, I just wanted to say thank you for spending your time listening to the things that I have to say today. Um, If you have not already, please subscribe to the podcast Um, There's so much good stuff that I've got in the works that'll be coming your way. So I want to make sure that you don't miss anything. So on today's episode, um, we're going to talk about a subject that's kind of near and dear to my heart, um, growth and relationships and discipleship. If you've listened to any of my other podcasts, I generally close by saying, let's grow together as we grow in Him. And essentially what that alludes to is a discipleship type of relationship. Um, In episode six, I want to say the episode about um, self-preservation, the lies of self-preservation, I talked briefly about how my pastor has just recently written a book called Restoring the Doctrine of Discipleship and how that's important for us to continue to grow like Christ and to be more like Christ. So I thought it would be fitting to have the person who disciples me, my pastor, on for today. So everybody, welcome Apostle Sean Branham.
1: Hey, everybody. Good to be here.
0: Um, I have been a member, a partner at Advance for the last, I don't know how many years, since 2012, so five years. Um, And I can say without hesitation, that my growth comes from having a discipling relationship with Apostle Sean. We get great word. Um, we get amazing teaching. We have great, like the spirit is great at our church, but there's something about having someone who can actually look into your life and be able to help you navigate through what's going on in your life to help you grow. Um, I had never heard of discipleship until I came to Advance and until I met Apostle Sean. I never knew what that was. I mean, I guess I'd heard of, you know, Matthew twenty eight nineteen that it talks about go and make disciples. But without having a clear understanding of what discipleship actually was and then having it walked out, um, it was just a scripture to me. But now discipleship is a culture. Discipleship is a lifestyle. And it's something that I really am growing to be more passionate about, like I said, as we are working and striving to grow together. So I'm going to have Apostle Sean just tell you just a little bit about his book and why discipleship.
1: Well, you know, discipleship is not something that I just uh, decided to write about one day and just, you know, because I didn't have anything else to, to do or to write about. But it's really something that has been a prominent part of my life uh, since I've been a pastor, but even in hindsight, uh, mentoring and developing people um, has been a part of my life for quite some time. Um, I would say the majority of my adult life and some of uh, my teenage life, I've been a leader in some capacity uh, in the church for uh, since I was a teenager, so... You know, uh, pouring into people, mentoring people, sharing knowledge, um, building relationship with people has really been um, a very prominent part of my life. And when uh, I felt that it was time to write a book, I kind of had to pray and ask the Lord, like, so what What should I write about? And discipleship, uh, and there's some other things I'm going to be writing, but, but discipleship was really at the top of the list. And so this book really came out of a place of seeing a huge gap within the church, particularly within the circles that um, I grew up in um, and that I'm familiar with. I think there are some small uh, pockets of the church that uh, get it, understand it. Mm -hmm. But I think particularly when you talk about uh, African Americans uh, within the, the universal church, it seems to be a a lost art, more so. And so, God began to really impress upon my spirit to write a book that will really introduce, uh, doctrine, by the way, it's just a fancy word for teaching, right. uh, to introduce the teaching of discipleship to a generation of people that may not be familiar with it. So... Um, when you talk about discipling people, you really are talking about doing life with people, building relationship with people, and helping people grow in Christ the way you have grown in Christ.
0: I think that that's, I mean, so true that it takes building that relationship with people. Um, Like I was saying, one of the biggest, the main thing about my growth is just the fact that we begin to do relationship. And you could see things in my life that even I may have tried to cover up. Um, Things that maybe people can't see from the outside. And so one of the things that you've always taught me is how important having that relationship is to having um, a healthy discipleship. Like to having great discipleship. So can you talk more about the importance of relationship and discipleship?
1: Yeah, well, it's important for several reasons. But just to back up and preface that. One of the main reasons it's important to even have someone else involved in your spiritual development, uh, and I'm talking about more of a a close proximity, Um, not, you know, just the fact that you go to church, because that doesn't mean anybody's really involved in your life because you go to church. Right. But, but But the reason why, you know, it's necessary is because we don't see ourselves as clearly as others see us. Right. Um, Oftentimes we are in our minds the standard of normality, uh, the standard of perfection, the standard of what's right and what's wrong. And when we come into Christ, uh, that standard is not us or people, but the standard now becomes Christ Mm -hmm. and the Word of God. So, um, And oftentimes, you know, we as individuals struggle with being truthful with ourselves. Nobody likes to think the worst of themselves. Nobody likes to believe that they need as much development and help in general as they may need. And so it takes uh, exposing your life to another individual that you trust um, that can help point those things out and to really point you in the right direction, to hold you accountable uh, to the word of God and really to help you grow um, in your walk with Christ. Relationship uh, is important because oftentimes we don't give that trust uh, willingly or we don't give that trust away just because someone has a title. As a matter of fact, millennials don't really care about titles that much.
0: Not a little bit. Not even a little
1: yeah, bit. Yeah, but they do care about knowing that you care about them. Right. Um, and if you care about them, they will give you the latitude to speak into their life, irregardless of what your title is. Right. Which is why, you know, again, we see all sorts of influences influencing people, um, in our culture and in our in our society, regardless of what their quote unquote station in life may be, mm-hmm. uh, if you if you you know you, you look at a gang situation, um, it's not really about you know position and who's the head of the gang, but that gang builds a sense of community. They build relationship. They give a sense of identity to kids who don't have it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and it opens them up and they're willing to kill and do everything else. You know, imagine if we would understand that principle within the church and really begin to build relationship with people, uh, give people a sense of belonging, a sense of community. uh, How much more would they be willing to hear you as it relates to how we should uh, live, what our... Uh, callings are and how we function in the world as the kingdom of light.
0: I think that resonates because before I really, for real, gave my life to Christ, um, like for real, for real, and had my Damascus experience, it I always struggled with finding a place where I felt like I really belonged. And once you know, I really plugged into what God was doing and began to develop. Even the relationships that I have been developing or had developed and I'm still growing in that. Um, But that gave me a sense to have a place where I belong and just to know that, you know, I have purpose. I have um, a future. I've got work to do. Like getting that understanding, I think that is vital and it's pivotal to really being able to grow and produce character that's like christ um and you know produce to to replicate christ in my life so absolutely one of the things that you always say and i think that maybe a lot of people struggle with this period um is that the strength of discipleship is the one who has to give an account being willing to be accountable you said something about um how, you know, the discipler will hold the disciplee accountable to the word of God. But it's also important for the disciplee to be willing to give that account. Why? And how do you, like, help someone to be willing to do that?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I think it's cliche in the church to say that I have a prayer partner or an accountability partner. Um which in most cases is really more so saying, hey, I want you to hold me accountable to this, which means I'm waiting on this person to ask me questions and check on me and so forth and so on. But, you know, the real strength of accountability isn't the person who is trying to keep you accountable, but the, the, the stronger aspect of it is your willingness To give an account. When you talk about accountability, it really means to give an account. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and again, that's why that relationship is important. Because oftentimes when people think you might uh, condemn them, uh, be critical of them, you know, uh, pronounce judgment over them. Mm -hmm. I'm careful with how I use that. Because... You know, there's this whole thing about that you can't judge and that's not really scripture, but that's another, <coughs> another podcast that. for another day, another podcast. But, you know, it's 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 critical that you feel comfortable, able to be vulnerable, that there's trust there so that you uh, will be willing to say, hey, I'm struggling with this. Hey, you know, and not always that post stuff. You know, after we've gone awry and went astray and did things that may not be uh, glorifying to God. But, you know, even when we feel that that's on the horizon, that willingness to say, hey, I'm I'm being tempted in this area or I'm having a problem that I don't know how to deal with or whatever the case. But just that willingness, or maybe I messed up. Maybe maybe I failed in some kind of way, you know. Being uh, able to give an account really opens you up to uh, receiving real ministry. Um, I think it's James chapter 5 that talks about uh, that we should confess our faults Mm -hmm. one to another, that we might be healed. And then the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. Accountability is so important because uh, you can't even effectively be prayed for by another person with an unspoken prayer request or whatever I the case may be. hate
0: Because, like, you know, and this is off subject a little bit, but we're supposed to pray the Word of God. We're supposed to be able to be specific and target our prayers. But if I don't know what I'm praying for, I'm just out here shooting.
1: And a lot of times it boils down to a lack of accountability, a lack of trust, and a lack of relationship. We want the prayer. We don't want the relationship and transparency that goes along with that. I think that, you know, really being transparent
0: is is key, like, because if you're not open and honest and vulnerable, then how can you really help someone, and how can someone help you?
1: Yeah, and the power of it is, or not the, I wouldn't even say the power of it, but I I would say the, 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 the challenge of it is with people, when they hear this, they think that you're telling them that they just have to let everybody into this space, Like you know, I'm not being relational. Everybody doesn't know all my business, and everybody doesn't, you you know. But but no, this is about having someone, right? Someone that is a safe place, someone that's interested in your life and your spiritual development, someone that can keep a lid on what it is that you share with them. You understand what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? That's what's critical, um, and, and, and critically important. It's it's not. We're not saying that you should just be out here just spilling it to everybody because everybody can't handle that. But this is why having a a discipling relationship that you've established with someone that you see as someone that is more mature in the faith than you, um, that you can trust Um, And and again, relationship is reciprocal, it's it's, it's mutual. There are benefits on both sides, not just to the person being discipled, but also to the person discipling, um, because there's a level of vulnerability and transparency that we have to have uh, to even really effectively disciple you and not set ourselves in such a place that it appears that, you know, it's unattainable. Mm -hmm.
0: You kind of touched on it a little bit, and I was going to get to it later, but I feel like... This would be a good point to talk about. Um, Well, so someone would say, well, my life is kind of in shambles. I feel like I need to have a discipleship relationship with someone. How do you go about finding someone to disciple you if this is not something that they're doing in your church? And then, like, what should you be looking for for someone who is discipling you?
1: Well, let me first say that discipleship has nothing to do with your life being in shambles. Now you're you know, that may be true. <laughs> your life might be a mess and it might be in shambles. And you may indeed need to need to be discipled in your walk, um, and in your ministry or whatever the case may be. But, you know, discipleship is a is really a command and a requirement for new believers. You cannot be um you can't become a viable uh kingdom citizen if you've not taken on the culture, the teachings, the mindset of Christ, that that's how you really become a viable kingdom citizen. You can't even become a citizen of the United States without going through a particular process of learning uh, the language, learning about you know the history mm-hmm. of the country, so forth and so on. So why is it that we think that Jesus would be uh, establishing a kingdom and there be no culture, no language, uh, no commands right. uh, that govern that kingdom. Right. So discipleship is necessary uh, for every believer regardless of where you feel your life is or isn't. So there was something else you asked me. Um,
0: no, that's okay. I about be, how? Yeah.
1: Or how to determine? Yeah. Did you want to still go there? I feel like. No,
0: I, I feel direction. like you did take me in another direction, but it's okay because that was another question that I was going to talk about. Like, so do you ever get to a point where you don't need discipleship?
1: I would say no. Every, you know, now I'm a leader, so you know when I when I say this, I say it. Because I think it gives special emphasis to those who feel like they outgrow having people in their lives that's not on their spiritual level. And I know that's a challenge for people because a lot of people don't like to believe that people are on different levels. But, I mean, in life, people are on different levels. People are on different levels economically. People are on different levels educationally. People are on different levels, you know, uh, uh, Societally, whatever, whatever the case may be, there, there are there are different levels, you know, maturity-wise. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing when you talk about uh, the kingdom of God. People on different levels, spiritually, from a spiritual maturity maturity standpoint, people on different levels of their knowledge of the word. Mm-hmm. People, you know, are have different levels of responsibility within the body of Christ as a whole, or even the local church. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like. Everybody's not on the same level. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, from the standpoint of salvation, every there's only one level of salvation. Everybody, either you've given your life to Christ, or you haven't. Right. But you know, outside of that, uh, there are different functions. There are diversities of gifts. There are different levels of maturity. You know, there are people who have sanctified their lives more to the Lord than others. So it's just different levels. So there's always someone who is functioning. Um, on a level, or functioning in the kingdom, on a level that may not be the level you're on. Uh-huh. So I think it's always important um, when you are a believer alone, or if you are a leader in the church, to have a leader, to have someone that uh, can, again, be that sounding board. You know, it it may not look the same as it did when you first got saved. You know, just like it, it doesn't look the same when you grow with your parents. Right. When you are young, they, they care for you, they do everything for you. You get older, you get a little independence, but they're still your parents, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You you get you get older, you get a little more mature, a little more information, a little more independent, but they're still your parents.
0: Right.
1: And that relationship begins to change and morph, but they're still your parents. Right. You know, and they always remain, there's a level of respect you always keep, and there's a level of wisdom and relationship um, and, and you always know that, hey, if I get in a pinch, if I run into something, there's somebody, if your parents are living, there's somebody in this world that's more experienced than I am mm-hmm. that I can go to with a problem that maybe I've never faced before. It's the same thing. It, it's like these parallels, it, it's not as foreign as people make it, but people don't want to apply these principles that we live in in, in everyday life to our spiritual life. Right. It's But it's the same Principles that many that we already walk out in many cases.
0: So let's talk about my favorite part of the book. Well, not my favorite part of the book, just one of the things I think it'll go really well. Big three. Mm-hmm. You talk about the necessity to have the relationship, like to have three different types of relationships in your life at all times someone who is pouring into you, someone who is on the same level, and then someone who you're pouring into. Yeah. Let's talk about
1: Yeah, I see this as God's uh, cycle of of reproducing, Mm -hmm. right, replication. Um, That if we are to continue to see the body of Christ grow the way God has intended for it to grow, again, it's not just preaching the gospel, it's not just getting people to fill out a decision card, it's actually making disciples. That's what Jesus commanded in Matthew 28 19 and 20, better known as the Great Commission. Now, um, it's important because the life cycle is I am disciple, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I may be in relationship with others that are being disciple, and then I, I'm i discipling others. And then that person is now being disciple. They are in relationship with others that are being discipled. And then they begin to disciple others. It, and it's 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 just a cycle or cyclical uh, process to reproduce mature believers um, within the body of Christ who are equipped to do the work of the ministry, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the only way that the ministry is going to survive and continue to, to grow and expand and reproduce is through... New disciples being made all the time, so um it's important, however, that you have that person in your life who is you know at a station m- maturity wise or maybe at a station ministerially that you want to be at right mm-hmm. It's always important that you have peers because it could be very discouraging to only have relationship with someone who is pouring in and, you know, you're aspiring to kind of grow in Christ and 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 emulate some of the things that you see them doing, it's good to have peers that are on your level that you guys can hold each other accountable and, and can pray for one another and identify more so with each other's struggles and where you are and so forth. Um, and then you gotta have people that you are then pouring into mm-hmm. um that you are discipling, that you are uh transferring the knowledge and the word of God and and how the how-to's of the faith into other people. That is that process that's gonna cause the body of Christ, the church, the local churches, to continue to grow and flourish. I think
0: that. I guess one of my biggest things um, about the, the body of Christ, the way that it, it stands right now, um, is just that we have an entire generation, maybe two generations, of Christians who are carnal Christians. That they are, they call themselves believers, but they don't really follow the teachings of Christ. That they, they might follow some. But other times, they just kind of do what they want to do. Um, in restoring discipleship, how would that solve this issue? Well, when we get back to making disciples, we get back
1: to teaching everything Jesus commanded, which that's what he said in, in, in Matthew 28, 19, and 20. He said, I want you to make disciples of every nation. He said, uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything that I commanded you. So, you know, when we get back to uh, teaching everything that Jesus commanded and not just the things that are comfortable and not just the things that make us feel good Mm -hmm. and not just the things that basically feed into our selfish, self-centered, self-indulgent uh, mindsets that we really get out of our out of popular culture mm-hmm. you know um, when we get back to that letting people know like hey salvation is the door but once you get into that door now there's a path mm-hmm. you know yeah and the bible talks about uh broad is the way that's a path that leads to destruction but narrow is the way that's a path too uh-huh. that leads to life. It's not impossible. It's just narrow, and it's narrow because there are guidelines, and everybody's not going to go that way.
0: Yeah,
1: you, you understand what I'm uh-huh. saying. Everybody is not going to see the value in following Christ, um, and and you know receiving Christ. You know, praying a prayer. You know, maybe we're moved. Maybe we receive Christ because you know we lost a loved one or. You know, we've had some tra- traumatic thing going on in our life, and we heard this message of hope that was really more about our situation than our soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and and we come to Christ, but we don't understand that coming to Christ is only the first step. Right. He told his disciples, come. Yeah. That's step one.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Follow me. That's step two. Yeah. I will make you fishers. That's step three. Of men so you know when, when when we get back to this we're like hey there's a standard to follow Christ there's a there's a standard salvation is 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 received by faith but sanctification is the process by which we are uh, set apart unto the Lord mm-hmm. that we become more devoted to him and where we really break our allegiances and our loyalties to this world system.
0: Like, them, the three points that come follow me, that's another podcast or another day. That's like...
1: Yeah, we could keep... So we got to do, do this more often.
0: I know, because there's stuff coming out. I'm like, ooh, the three such... Like I can... Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so last question. I kind of asked you, but I figured we'd get back to it, is with someone who knows that they need to be discipled, how do they go about finding someone to disciple them if it's not a culture of their church?
1: I'll say it again, everybody needs to be discipled. So the purpose of writing this book, the purpose of doing this podcast is because we know for certain that the Bible teaches that everybody should be discipled. So even if you don't think uh, or you haven't thought that you needed that, hopefully today you can come back to uh, the scriptures And understand that you do need, even if you've been saved for some time, if you haven't been discipled, you're missing out on some critical development that can't happen in a vacuum. It can't happen. In a silo, it won't happen just because you go to church necessarily. But when somebody is intimately involved in your life, walking with you, showing you the Word of God, showing you where your life may not be meeting up with the Word of God, you know, now you're getting to uh, that that place of sanctification. Now you're getting to that place of of self-denial. You know what I'm saying? Where you're like, okay, God. I want to be like you. I want the character of Christ in me more than I want to continue to be myself and just have the benefits of salvation. But, you know, when you're looking for a person, you know, again, you're looking for somebody who is a convinced adherent. We never talked about really officially the definition of a disciple, but it's a student, it's a pupil, it's a convinced adherent of the teachings of another. So when when, when you're talking about who. Well, you're going to look for somebody that clearly is living a Christ lifestyle, Uh, someone who doesn't see the word of God as an option.
0: Right. Uh,
1: But they endeavor, not that they're perfect, because, you know, we're not perfect, but we are striving. We're striving to be mature. I tell people all the time: when you see the term "perfect," particularly in translations like the King James and so, so so forth, you are not talking about flawless, mistakeless, not even sinless. There's
0: only one.
1: There's only one. But we were, but we all, but we can be mature. Right. You know, we can we can handle life a certain way. We can handle our sins a certain way when they occur. So that's maturity. You understand what I'm saying? So you need to find somebody that's mature in the faith, that is mature in Christ, that is that is actively uh, and vigorously walking out their relationship with God, um, and, and that is a person that you can consider um, someone. And then, of course, uh, looking at the character. If you see the character of Christ, if you see a person that's trustworthy, if you see a person, you know, Uh, who is really allowing the fruit of the Spirit uh, to be uh, developed and show forth in their life, that's probably somebody that you can look at and say, hey, you know. Uh, And I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't have to be someone that's, quote, unquote, a leader within the church. It just needs to be somebody, because you could be a leader and not be mature, and that's another uh, you know that's another podcast too but you can be a leader and not not necessarily be spiritually mature um in your walk or be completely devoted to Christ mm-hmm. so you know gifts callings preaching you know you can do that and not live right <laughs> you know right. but uh uh but you can find somebody if it's a, it, it can be a leader too but you know you want to look for those qualities those those Christ qualities um that uh you know, um, we all should aspire to embrace and to live out knowing that, you know, contrary to what people say, it's not impossible to live for Christ. It's not impossible to live according to his word because when that new nature comes in us through salvation, we now are given power to divorce that old nature. And we're no longer obligated to that old nature, which is which is dipped and drenched in sin as a matter of fact the bible says sin is no longer our master Mm -hmm. so if sin is not our master any longer that means through the power of the holy spirit we have been given the ability to resist sin and to uh adhere to you know the the teachings of christ and the character of christ do you just go up to them
0: and be like hey Um, I think you should disciple me. How do you,
1: like... How you have that conversation? Yes. Yeah. Be like, hey, my name is such and so, you know, I've been watching you for a while. Or maybe it's even somebody that's already in your life. And just say, you know what, I heard this podcast or I read this book and I really want to be discipled. I want to grow in my walk with the Lord. I, 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 I understand that, you know, we come into the faith as babes. And babes in Christ, just like babes in the natural, have to be cared for
0: mm-hmm.
1: and have to be nurtured, and that's what discipleship enables. And, and 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 again, this is this is not a supplement for church. This is in addition. This is what we as the church should be doing. Right.
0: Well, that was really awesome. I know this is probably a longer, not probably, definitely a longer podcast than I've done. But that's okay. Um, I think that we talked about some really great stuff. um, And that it's really essential to, you know, everything that I do, everything that I say and everything I do, um, everything I put out on social media, except for the jokes, is all about really growing. So that way we can really see Christ replicated in the church and throughout the earth. So we talked about the book. Can you tell people where they can find your book?
1: They can find my book at www.shawnbministries.com. com. That's Sean S H A W N, the letter B as in boy, ministries.com. Uh, dot com. And if you are a, um, if you just happen to be an ebook person, um, I do have an ebook
0: out on um, Amazon. I will put the link in the description so you can easily find the book. And then if you want to follow Apostle Sean on social media, you can follow him on Instagram at...
1: Apostle Sean.
0: And on Facebook.
1: Well, you can follow my personal page (laughs) if you'd like. Just uh, don't be a creeper. Um, You know, uh, if I don't know you, just, you know, hit me and say, hey, I'd like to be your friend on Facebook. Heard you on Blossoming Britney. Uh, podcast um or you can follow sean brandon ministries um i don't always update there as much as
0: i should but we're working on it we're working on it we're working on it guys (laughs) um so that is all that i have all that we have for today's podcast i always pray that you know this bless you that you heard something that'll prepare propel you to grow more like christ Um, If you want to talk more about discipleship, please feel free to reach out to either one of us. You have all of his social media contact already, but you can email me at Haya, H-I-Y-A, Haya at BlossomingBritney.co. You can find me on social media at BlossomingBritney, both on Instagram and Facebook. If you go to the blog, BlossomingBritney.co, you can click the contact button and send me a message through there. Whichever way you choose to reach out to me, I would love to talk to you more about discipleship. Um, I would love to get this book into your hands. If you want Apostle Sean to come out to your church and speak, please feel free to contact him. He's got a, he's got speaking engagements that he's lining up so you can go to his website and request him to come speak. Um, but we will do this again. I think that there's always much that we can talk about. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Apostle Sean. Thanks for inviting me. I'm glad that we actually did this. Um, But thank you guys for listening. Again, if you haven't already subscribed, what are you waiting for? There's so much stuff that I've got in the works. So looking forward to having you guys subscribe. Thank you so much for listening today. And like I always say, let's continue to grow together as we grow in him. (imitation)
1: Do no do da do no do do